Welcome to Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers in Springfield, Jacksonville, and Taylorville. Call now, 629-7970 for answers to your questions about computers, hardware, software, and the latest electronic gadgets, go, go gadget mobile. gizmos, and games. Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers on 927 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. Good morning, good morning. It's Let's Talk Computers and Internet with BLH Computers. Kind of a little dreary morning, I guess, out yeah, there. But it's going to end up being a really nice day today. So it's oh, going to yeah. end up being beautiful, wonderful day for recycling. So oh, we've got awesome. our recycling events are in Harristown and Divernon today. Those are kind of smaller events, so they didn't really have a whole lot of uh, crew at them. And most of our events are uh, convenience events. Oh, yeah. So TVs and monitors, we still charge to accept at these events either way. So. Uh, but if you have any other electronics, if you keep them in like a, you know, we've talked about in oh, your yeah. garage or your closet or anything. Spring cleaning right yeah. here. Sorry, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of trying to catch my breath a little bit. You and I were discussing a little bit about Brian oh. after his vacation will be going to Rhode Island and yes. witnessing a new process on how to uh, recycle just yeah. electronics and components. And I, he, I don't want to get the details wrong and it is his thing and he loves to talk about this sort of stuff. So that's pretty much all that I really want to talk about. <laughs> It, but just, uh, I love that us as a business, we always oh, yeah. try and stay on the forefront of this stuff. We are always trying to find new and more environmentally friendly and oh, better yeah. ways to handle this. Yeah. I mean, that is one of our biggest, uh, biggest claims is that we are a huge helper for the environment. We make sure nothing ends up in the oceans, overseas, anywhere. Oh. It doesn't end up in landfills. We have very strict standards that we have to follow as far as, you know, we're, even not just our downstream, but where they're downstream and their downstream is. We have to track all of these components from start to finish because we have to guarantee that if we give it to so-and-so and they give it to so-and-so and they give it to so-and-so and then they bury it in a hole in the backyard, we could be liable for that. Wow. So, and we, yeah. we, you, you take uh, everything very, very yeah. seriously with this. So they're always yeah. looking for new and improved ways. We are always constantly looking at ways to update even, uh, even it's just our, our computer repair habits oh, yeah. as well. So we have our lab, which, you know, does tons of computer repair. Oh, absolutely. And things are constantly changing. Yeah. I mean, just the technology from, you know, 20, 30 years ago to now has just yep. changed so dramatically. Yeah. And, I actually got and, a notification on my iPhone last night that there was an emergency update that they forced to your phone. So I don't know yeah. if anybody else got that or not, but they have these security updates that come out every so often. But if they discover, and this is with Windows, Apple, this is with anywhere oh, yeah. that has uh, you know any kind of software, um, if they find a security vulnerability that is that important, they will force an update to your sure. device. Yeah. My uh, iPad actually got that update. Yep. I'm like, what? what's this? It's like forced update. Yep. Whoa, this must be serious. So there, yeah, there are people who are constantly Constantly looking for these loopholes, both good and bad actors. Uh, hope, we hope that the good actors find them before the bad ones do, and then they notify them, they report them, they attempt to recreate, duplicate this issue if they find out how immensely uh, this must have been a huge security issue because, yeah, they forced the update to all of our devices. So the next time you should have been connected to Wi-Fi, I do think you had to authorize it and if you were in the middle of doing something, but it yeah, gave my, a notification that this is an emergency security update. Yeah, mine, mine come up um, and said it would install like at 10 o'clock yep. at night or 11 o'clock at night once I put in my PIN code. And that is separate from the traditional, Normal. just, you know, like the yeah. iOS 16.1, 16.2, those kind of major updates, which I do believe there is another one available for, for that as well, another actual major 
major Apple update, but this was an emergency one. Right. One of the articles you sent me was about uh, AirPods and oh, yeah. a, firm, a firmware update firmware. for those, and how all of those devices will update automatically. Right. And it was the same thing with, I think it was the Galaxy 7s, the ones that were exploding. Oh, yeah. Where they, the- you know, uh, ha- they did a recall on them, but if you did not recall them, they just sent an update that bricked the phone. Yeah, it's, they, it's they, blo- they didn't want to take any any chances yep, on that. No, it, it has a known failure rate. We are doing a recall. If you do not want to return it, any of these devices, anything, if you have it connected to the internet, they can force an update to it. Yeah. So, like, as much power as I and control I have over my iPhone, they could send an update that if, you know, if this model was exploding or something along those lines, they could brick it. They could completely and totally turn it off. It's crazy to think that they can, they can do this without your, you doing anything on your phone, just bricking it or stopping it from working like that. So just imagine if somebody had found the firmware update for these iPad or iPod, earpods, sorry, earpods. Yes. And somehow they unpackaged it. They changed something around in it. They repackaged it and it bricked every device as it sends it out. That's just at that point, uh, I'm actually not sure, but I know for like BIOS updates, if you brick a BIOS in a computer, you have to have the BIOS on a flash drive and you have to force it to flash over from yes. the flash drive to the BIOS. Yes. But that's, that's very difficult considering the BIOS right. tells the physical component components how to interact with each other and where right. electricity goes and everything. So it's a lot, a lot different on the yeah. computer than it is on the iPad and yep. the and the uh, iPods. But yeah, it, and usually these firmware updates like the the iPod or the AirPods. Yeah. yeah. I'm getting all sorts of confused. Yeah, I know. It, it is a little confusing, actually, because I even said that like three times, too. That's but funny. It's supposed to be for a better um, stability, better, you know, connectivity on those. And you'll you'll notice, a di- I mean, you'll notice a difference. Yeah. I've noticed differences just with updates, just being connected. Like they lot. change the actual audio quality, the yeah. sound quality? That's cool. Or yeah. is, it, is it like more of a secure connection, maybe? Is I that... think it's supposed to be more of a secure connection That's cool. from my, yeah. under, my understanding of the other. The reason I even bring that up is because uh, we've talked on here so many times about vehicles and people having the connectivity to uh, the internet and how, you know, they're making subscription services for like your heated car seats or the sinking environment controls. So if I don't want to turn the knob to make your side 70 degrees and my 70 degrees, I just push a button that makes them both the same size. I have to pay an additional fee for that. And it's just crazy to think what other things that they will become a subscription fee service moving right. forward. Well, the, the more and more we get connected like that, the more yep. and more these possibilities are, yep. which is scary. And the more and more somebody remotely on a computer sitting in their house on the other side of the country could take yep. control of your car. Especially with the car <laughs> manufacturers like GM deciding to come up with their own proprietary software oh, yeah. that is not does not support Apple CarPlay. One of the articles you sent me was Ford is going to stick with it, and they are actually quoted as saying 70% of our owners are Apple users. Why would we say good luck, figure it out? Right, exactly. And it's not quite like that. They would come up with the software, and then they would tell you how to use it, but that's you having to figure out another connection, another software. If their tech guys aren't as good as Apple tech guys, they might create security vulnerabilities. I'm not saying on purpose, obviously, but... 
Yeah. That's just how software works. Yeah, and and I'm thinking in my head, why why go something that route when this is already popular? It's already people, established. It's already in people use. enjoy it. Yep. They do regular updates for it. Yep. So why why change? Why change now? Yeah, I mean it's I guess it just depends on really who do you want collecting what data on you. Apple collects all of my data because it connects automatically, so they yeah. know. I mean it's GPS location. They know what oh, I'm yeah. listening to. They probably know what volume I'm listening to as well. So <laughs> I'm well, gonna start getting ads for. Or, uh, hearing aids before too long, I imagine. <laughs> like, this guy listens to heavy metal and very loud. Let's let's advertise hearing aids in case it hurts his eardrums. Well, and Google does the same thing to me. Yeah. I get my monthly map and it says, you've been here, you've been yeah. here, you've spent this much time here. One of the and- articles you sent me is about Gmail ads being introduced in the middle of an email. And it's so frustrating that they're they're becoming so invasive. Every time there's a major Windows update, I find the uh, Edge icon on my desktop again. I've never used Edge. Just putting the icon on my desktop is an advertisement to try and get me to use it. The latest thing they've done is they put a search bar in the middle of your desktop that goes through Bing. I hate it. I hate that You can turn it off, but it's just, why are you... I don't use... Forcing something... You don't want. Yeah, yeah, you should be able to look and see that I don't use Bing, I don't use Edge, but of course you want me to. You're going to try and force me to. Right. And I'll, I'll have to check uh, to see if my defaults changed back, but that was one of the issues with the oh. earlier versions of Windows 10, is it would default all of your default programs. Well, they released an update not long ago that broke that again. Yeah. <laughs> and it's going right back to the, the yeah. Edge, and it won't let you set Chrome as your default browser on your Windows machine. So annoying. And yeah, I, I meant to actually print that one out but yeah it, it, it is very, it's very annoying there's just so there's so many ads and absolutely everything i mean it's in the well, they when want, you click on the the yeah. window start icon there's ads all over there as yeah. well they, that that's a more of a recent one too <laughs> they never used to do that i've noticed that with the last couple months the more and more ads start to pop up there so it, just everything that they can sell you at all points in time is trying to convince you there's you know only so much share of attention internet speed bandwidth that people can use so we want people to use bing 100 percent of the time as opposed to google or DuckDuckGo. but i just i don't know they're i feel like with them implementing chat gpt that really that interested me at least a little bit to go and check it out so i went to bing and i checked it out uh, i haven't continued to use it but that's an idea of a way to get more users that isn't in my face, annoying, intrusive. Right. We need to take a quick commercial break. We'll be right back after this. If you want to join the conversation, to- Welcome back to the BLH Show on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield News and Talk. And these offline conversations that we have are just great. And you just, and Bull, you just light <laughs> up when you're talking about this technology and how it's changing all the time. And it's like, I was just saying, like, something that's good now in six months from now might be obsolete. Yep. It, it's crazy how it just it changes so fast. It's, yeah. it's really hard to keep up with. It is a little difficult. It is an entire job in and of itself, just keeping up with the news and everything that is being released. And man, yeah, there are so many things where like I didn't hear that was released so many months ago or whatever. One of the articles you sent me is AT&T made history with the first ever space based smartphone call. 
We've wow. talked on here before oh, about yeah. Amazon is trying to do it. SpaceNet right. is trying to do it, I think, in conjunction with AT&T. So we've Nokia. got big players yeah. in the and big names in the game trying to get this. I haven't heard of AT&T trying to do this, so I think they were trying to you know, keep it under uh, the radar. Yeah. But, but they made the first ever space call. It's yep. like... Who do we have in space that they're talking to right now? But it's, I well, guess, it's, the, it's a, they made it a call yeah. was strictly to a satellite and right. strictly to Japan. So from uh, North America, they called a person in Japan, and it was based entirely 100% off of satellite feed. So there was no infrastructure in the entire Earth that helped this. Uh, and I, I guess even though they've used satellites for other infor- information, oh, yeah. um, using it for an actual real live call, I guess, has never been something that's ever been accomplished before. Yeah, and this was crazy just to just to see this article because uh, a couple months ago we were talking about how they're trying to launch the yep. uh, 4G LTE network on yep. the moon. So this so here, huge yeah, this steps. this yeah. yeah, this is crazy that. To think about this, that they did this. Yep, they've With seen uh, the other companies who were announcing their steps and trying to get on the forefront of something like this. I mean, they're, with as big of infrastructures we have for cellular communication and data communication, oh, yeah. there are numerous areas, not just in the United States, but all over the world, that do not have this kind of access to oh, yeah. communication. So, uh, well, you get, Especially in the farmland, a lot of yeah. like the rural parts, they don't have the cell towers. They don't have that connection, well, and, and, it's not and they're, they're, they feel lost. Yeah, and it's not even, at that point, it's not even about communication. It's about software Software in their million dollar technology not being able to connect to like its GPS. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, I know they're talking about their GPS is within like a millimeter or not a millimeter. Sorry, I don't know exactly what definition it is, but it's it's so incredibly right. accurate because they're planting plants that have to have an exact square foot amount right. or something. I'm not a farmer, so I don't know exactly everything. But uh, but but the 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 farm equipment now that it's becoming connected. Yeah, and a I mean, lot of these farmers. Well, <laughs> a lot of these farmers where they farm at they're not connected so this software or these farm equipments won't run if they're not connected because they're not getting the updates they're not getting any of that stuff so this is a big this is a big to do to get to get them to the internet I mean because if if they don't have hard line and they use wireless internet it is radio waves so it can be blocked by things so if you're in a valley or if there's a mountain around you you could potentially not have any service at all if there's no rate or sorry if there's no antenna within range for your device to speak to and if you're literally farming and your million dollar piece of equipment because these are not cheap pieces of equipment that farmers use if it can't talk to home base and figure out where it's supposed to go that is that's a huge huge problem so it's good to see that these companies are trying to figure out a solution to make just just kind of cover yeah. cover up the lapses in coverage that the the entire world sort of has. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. And like I mean even like Verizon um in Springfield I've, I don't know if you've got Verizon or not but they've turned on their 5G uh on parts of Springfield, not all of Springfield, just parts of Springfield, it's been turned on. Cool. So, and you notice a huge—I mean, just a huge jump from the LTE to this 5G yeah. in Springfield. I mean, it's like you're on fire, almost like you're on fiber when That's you're cool, running man. it. I did some speed tests. I'm like, holy cow, this is crazy. Yeah, it is. It is kind of crazy that just the 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 bandwidths in yeah. the air. There's a difference in the the yeah. transfer speed of data oh, yeah. from your device to the towers. Going so. back all the way back to the original 
original iPhone that was what 2G, yeah. you know, and we thought we were it was something else when yeah. it first came out. I'm sure Brian would talk about the early <laughs> days of the internet and you know DSL or whatever. But oh yeah, we thought we were all crazy with that DSL yeah. or the dial-up at first, and you heard that. And even I had a computer at home that were used that. And if I was playing, I I remember the days when you could finally have a difference between internet and your telephone landline. So before this, you could either do one or the other. You were not able to make a phone call and be on the internet at the exact same time. That's how my household was. My buddies had the new updated version of it. So if we were online playing a video game together and we were like fighting each other, you know, if we, Mm -hmm. if we met each other in the tournament, they would call me and it would literally kick me off the internet and then they would beat me in the video game and then they would hang up. And it was just so frustrating that friends of mine would abuse technology (laughs) to win at a video game. I remember when we first got the the dial up uh, and my mom's like, my phone hasn't rang in like two to three hours. And then when I got done off the internet, my aunt's calling, what have you been doing? Your phone line's been busy. (laughs) I don't remember if you had to set priority or what, but I think our phone line took priority over our internet or something like that because they would. They would call me and it would completely (laughs) kick me out of whatever game that I was playing. And yeah, it's just it's just amazing though. It's amazing how I mean and you can see a lot of that older technology at the Illinois State Museum. Yeah. You know, with the Nintendo, the 8 bit, just to kind of relive some of that childhood. Long before we had the cell phones, we had, you know, the the pay phones. Yeah. We we went to uh eat out this past week over at, uh, I believe it was uh, Barrelhead, and they still have a payphone. I'm like, That's cool. what? There's a payphone outside. I don't know if it worked. I didn't I didn't uh, try to punch any buttons, but it's still there. It's still got the cord and everything. Yeah, I'm like, super old rotary phone oh, that hangs on the wall yeah. that has the, the, different, the actual difference. You know, the speaker, the mouthpiece is built into the device and the earpiece you hold up to your ear. Um, and that is actually something that's cool is since we have given a lot of our stuff to the Illinois State Museum for their display, we've oh. gotten in a lot of that stuff just continual. Oh, yeah. We, we constantly get this sort of stuff in. I, I both love and I don't love how just, you know, consumeristic we are. We get so much of this electronic waste in for recycling. It is very cool to see this history, the technology that comes in, and we have filled back up our display, our museum that we've got out front. So you can go to Illinois State Museum and see a lot of this stuff, and that's where you can play with, like, the TV and the original Nintendo on it. Play with a record player. Yeah. That That 80s couch. Sitting on that 80s couch, though, that was was a fun time, just remembering that. It does feel like they they built the room as if it was, like, the 80s. It literally reminds me of my grandma's house and playing video games at her house. So it is very cool to go there. And we've filled out our uh, museum that we've got up front again. So we just get so much of this stuff in and finding out how, how much it's changed. It. Like, again, back to what I said earlier, how much it's changed from the bait, even the beta players and yeah. VHS, you know, you had your vinyls back in the day and your CDs and then the, now the vinyls have come back. Yeah. I like Kinda that. Made- uh, we get pieces of history that, like, I had absolutely no idea about, and it's just, you know, like a flash in the pan, essentially, where something came out and they moved past it. Laser discs. Oh. We got a collection of laser discs in. So they're original DVDs, but they're the size. Let's talk computers and internet with BLH Computers on 92.7 WMAY, Springfield's News and Talk. 
Welcome back to Springfield's News and Talk, the BLH show on 92.7 WMAY. The phone lines are open. If you'd like to join in on our conversation, 217-629-7970. Yeah, continue talking about just the way technology changes and how things evolve over time. We have talked a lot on here about the European Union forcing oh, regulations yes. as far as charging ports go. And uh, Apple is complying with that. As yeah. of the iPhone 15, we'll have the USB-C charging port. So any devices yeah. that have a charging port is supposed to be USB-C moving forward. Uh, and December, I think, 28th uh, of next year is when they have to have that in place, by, if I remember correctly. Yeah, so they announced it would be with the, the 15 moving forward. And I did like right. one of the articles you sent me is the, the USB-C port will be able to transfer audio. So you'll yeah. be able to. <laughs> so they're now they removed the headphone jack. They're not adding it back, but they're adding headphone capability through that, whereas I need some kind of adapter for the lightning port as of right now. So they removed wire, uh, wired headphones, and they're now bringing them back in a way. Yeah, it's really, yeah. really weird. And they were also, they were talking about limiting, though, too, yeah. unless you had a certain type of cord, the the speeds. Yeah, and the, part of the European regulations are, they're telling them not to do this. This would break their, I think their trust rules or something. I'm not exactly sure what it is. But uh, this is just what they've, this is their game plan they've done the entire time. This is that software lock. So it's their way of serializing it without serializing it. We will allow any third-party proprietary device to work, but if our device talks to it first and says, hey, are you an official Apple certified USB-C cable? And it comes back and it says, no. Okay, well, we're going to limit your transfer speed and we're going to limit your charging power. And I mean, I guess I understand the argument where really one of the biggest issues is I don't think there's any hard regulations as far as USB-C cords go. USB-C cords vary drastically, oh, yeah, and there's sure. no identifiable way to know just by looking at it. Yeah. Unfortunately, there is a there's an actual difference in USB-C oh, cables there is. based Huge. on data transfer speeds, power transfer speeds, uh, whether or not they can transfer audio files, whether or not they can transfer video. Some USB-C cables can transfer video to an external display. Some cannot. Oh, there's yeah. no identifiable way to know unless you buy a cable that, like, as you're purchasing right. it is officially rated for that. Right. And then some of them are the the data cables. I had a friend who uh, had their car and they bought a, a cable and it wasn't a data cable yep. and they had to have a data cable yep. to hook it into their car. Yep. And it's, there's nothing on the cables that tell you that. Nothing at all. So there needs to be some kind of standard where, you know, they need to set all, I, I don't know if they necessarily need to set all USB-C cables the exact same or if there just needs to be some way to identify them like usb B, I believe is what it is, has the the white part, the blue part, or the red part in oh. it. The, you know, they're just your standard USB-C connection, the square one. Um, it, the color of the, the connector mm-hmm. determines how much data transfer can go across these, whether it's USB 2 or USB 3, I guess, is the blue one, isn't it? Yeah, and I USB think so. USB 4 is the, the red one, as a matter of fact. I, yeah. And that's up to 10 gigabytes Per second, pretty pretty quick, yeah. <laughs> pretty so darn quick. There is a difference. There is an easily identifiable way to know what cable you are using, as far as just the standard USB cables go. USB C. There needs to be some way to identify it, so we can know if this is. If I just plug a cable in, it might not charge my phone if it's not rated to transfer 
the correct amount of power. Wow. It might not transfer data if it's right. not a data cable. So right. there's no real regulations as far as whether or not all these cables need to be the same or if they need to be identifiable in any kind of way. So I understand Apple's argument of if we just let it do whatever it's going to do, it might transfer more power than the phone wants to accept. So that would be a, you know, a hazard that would create a thermal event. Um, yeah, because we don't want a phone to explode in our yeah. pocket like Samsung. Yeah, that problem with we talked about earlier. So there are definitely issues yeah. with it. Um, yeah, but this, this is Apple's way of controlling the narrative, their way of if this, if this cable is not officially made for iPhone, they put limitations on it. Oh, yeah. So that's a software lock. That is the yeah. same thing as serializing this sort of stuff, except instead of well, just saying you cannot function at all, oh. we'll still allow functionality, but they control it's, it and they, they automatically reduce it. They don't try to identify what kind of cable, oh, yeah. see what the capabilities are of it. I don't even know if that's possible necessarily with USB. If you can plug a USB-C cable into a device and actually determine what? I don't know. I'm not sure of that, to be honest with you. There, there's tools but, to test hardware oh, yeah. uh, for almost absolutely everything. So I do imagine there's some way for us to tell, but I don't know if there's you know a, a mass-produced, consumer-ready right. device that I can just... I mean, we have voltmeters, so I can tell how much electricity right. so-and-so transfers, but... It's crazy the software lock does this, but yep. we've seen this with like Tesla, the batteries in the Teslas, where somebody bought, thought they had a bigger battery and then then they take it in and then Tesla says, nope, you didn't pay for that bigger battery. We're going to yep. software lock it down to a smaller battery. Yep, so and you you have been using uh, more so of a battery we, than you paid for, yeah. So, but now since we've caught it, we'll go ahead and you know give you the amount of battery that you've paid for, but you're still carrying around the full physical yeah, component, no whether sense. it's charged or not. Yeah. I mean, I'm pretty sure there is a, there is some kind of number difference between a fully charged battery and a non-charged battery. Maybe yeah. I'll test that. Maybe I'll weigh oh, a fully charged yeah. battery. Yeah, see if there is an actual. I'm sure it's minute because we're talking about, you know, power being stored in it, but you're still carrying around the physical em empty cells of a battery that affects gas mileage, that affects, you know, not gas mileage if it's an electric vehicle, but you understand. But, but it's, still, it's still mileage because yep. you can't go as, as far with that if you only have 50% of the battery versus the 100% of the battery yep. that you're using. If you're carrying 50 pounds, you go a certain distance. If you're carrying 100 pounds, you go less of a distance. Right. Even if it's not really noticeable of an amount, I'm sure it probably is, though. Oh, I bet I bet it would be a pretty big big change there. So just uh, everything being connected, everything being proprietary, everything having its own software built into it. I mean, we are literally talking about a cable where when you plug it in, yeah. the device goes, hey, cable, what are you? And the cable goes, I am this. And the phone goes, okay, that's not an official Apple certified cable, so we're going to limit your transfer speed. Yeah, wow, wow. Yeah. Speaking of a lot of things, Apple, they're going to have their uh, conference next uh, yep. next month, June 5th, the WWDC 23, and a lot of a lot of things coming up or rumored to be coming up, like the headset. Yeah. The, that kind of got me interested. That is the main thing yeah. I'm interested in this as well. They will be unveiling their AR mm -hmm. and VR headset. Yeah. I kind of feel like they're adding VR 
uh, to even this announcement just to kind of catch people's attention. Attention because there's a lot of a lot of people that are big into the VR, and yeah. I have I haven't gotten really into it. I know you. Yeah, it's you're very you're very huge cool. into yeah. that VR. But Apple specifically has focused a lot of their attention on AR, augmented yes. reality. So just like a pair of glasses that you would wear, where the actual world has slight differences to it, and you know if you're playing a video game, you know a monster might pop up behind you, Dave, and I shoot it, and that's just how it goes. But uh, it, I, I do feel like they're they're not necessarily going towards video games for this sort of thing. Uh, I mean, there are huge, huge applications you can use if you don't have an actual like desktop interface. Instead, I mean, the the glasses will pick up. It'll put like a keyboard on the desk, and you can type on the keyboard even though there's no physical keyboard here. It's just the glasses projecting a little, little image bit of data out. Yeah, but like the, an elf. With, if you're not wearing the glasses, you don't see this keyboard. Right. So it's a huge boon for privacy as well. Whereas we've seen plenty of uh, businesses that have some kind of cover over their monitors, where if you're sitting just at a slightly different angle, you literally cannot see what's on the monitor. Uh, we see this a lot oh, in yeah. hospitals That's because right. of how important yeah. these people's data is. What if there's no physical computer? There's nothing that you just walk up to a woman, or I'm sorry, uh, not a, trying to be gender specific. You just walk up to somebody right. sitting at the desk wearing a pair of glasses, and you're like, hey, I'm here to talk to so-and-so, and they pretend to type on a computer, but they, they're really, they are actually in the in the AR world, they are entering data, and they are seeing a screen that says, you know, they could have a little screen floating next to you, and it's like, all right, Dave, you were last in on this, you're here to see so-and-so, Do, is this information correct? And you as a consumer, or the person next to you, or the person behind you, would never see this data. So it is... I, I think that this augmented reality, yeah. I hope Apple really, 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 really shows us something cool during this event uh, because I do oh, think yeah. not just for businesses and medical, but just we've seen plenty of sci-fi oh, yeah. movies where people wear glasses where like you just, you know. It's like a little computer, like fa yeah. facial recognition says they're this person, yeah. who they are, you know, what they Walk like. Walk down the street and I see want. a sign and I'm like, hmm, that bakery looks cool. I wonder if they're open. And then like a little thing pops up that has like hours of bakery, this to this, status open. So you know without even needing to walk up to the bakery and check them if they are open or not because the glasses connected to the internet, they brought yeah. up information. Uh, I mean, oh, man. imagine being on a it's, date and being like just looking at them and then suddenly like their Facebook profile shows up oh. next to them and like and that is a little creepy I'm not gonna that lie is, but that is, this is like futuristic stuff but here I mean I had to oh as, as awesome as it is that's the world that we're in now that yeah, is how advanced absolutely. technology has become when I was a child it was a dream to pull up on a screen the pictures of my grandparents and have a conversation with them and they show me something and then we hang up oh, and yeah. That's real. Right. And not only is that real, but that's in my pocket every day. I could call my parents right now on video call and see them and see exactly what they're doing. And if they're out at Lake Jacksonville, their service might not be all that great. So right. you know, it depends on satellite would be great at that oh, point. Oh, but. absolutely would be great. You know, and it's, it's, it's just amazing. And at the time, you know, you're talking about, we're talking about Apple when FaceTime first came out and you could make you that call yep. and you could see that person on the other side that was like, 
whoa, what yeah. what kind of future are we living in That's now? That's like when I was a child yeah. thinking about exactly the scientific yeah. future. You think of flying cars, you yeah. think of those video calls, instant transmission across the entire world. You think of like a robot dog. Yo. All of that stuff exists. Yeah. Flying cars are, they're still working on it, but we've certainly seen like actual real legit hoverboards where people oh. create something that they can fly around on. Drones are becoming insanely advanced to the oh. point where people can actually sit on drones and fly around. I don't know if anybody's seen any of like the military oh, yeah. uh, technology videos where, I mean, those are several years old at this point too. So we might, we don't have consumer ready, you know, on the street flying cars yet, but, uh, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's not outside of the possibility. I'm going to say it's probably, I'm going to say like 10 years down the road, if yep. that maybe, you know, it'll I mean, be here before you. The thing is using your mind to like turn your TV on. And there are studies where brain connectivity can connect to wireless devices. So no more, no more saying Alexa. Crazy place. Yeah. <laughs> no more saying Alexa, turn on the lights. <laughs> yeah. Just think it. All right. We need to take a quick commercial break. I really love our off-air conversations. Yep. Well, welcome back to 92.7 WMAY, the BLHO. We've, we've talked before. you got to put a camera in here, and then you can have a subscription to our live videos on the website. So yeah. people want to actually watch us, and then they could also hear our off-air conversations. But That would be, yeah, that would be great. We, we have some really good ones. Yep. And, I mean, we were just talking again how Bluetooth even though it's off, can still talk yep. to each other, still still connected. Yep, so you you can turn your phone off, your Bluetooth will still at least do that Bluetooth handshake with similar devices if it can take enough uh, power from the battery. It was some kind of emergency. All of our devices are connected in some sort of way. They are all aware of one another. If I have zero cell phone service to my phone, if I have absolutely no cell phone service at all to my phone, if I don't even have a SIM card installed in it, so I don't pay for a cell phone service, if I hit that emergency button and I dial 911, it will force its way through whatever electronics it can to make a successful 911 call. And that's you know designed as a way for right. an emergency. But. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's crazy to, to think that, to think how the technology has changed. Ba- yep. Back back in the day, I think the, the early cell phones didn't have that. Yeah. You know, you had your, what they call the dumb phone. Yep. And they didn't yeah. have, they didn't have all that. Now, even your flip, even some of the newer flip phones, I mean, they're still quote unquote smartphones. Yeah. And, and I actually, I bet we see a resurgence of those retro phones. I bet we see it become, I don't know if it'll necessarily be like a cool or a hip thing to do, or if it will be done due to security, but I bet the newer generations, once they realize that literally everything is connected and literally everything is tracked, they will specifically buy devices that are not connected to everything else. Yeah, So they will look for phones where the only thing this phone does at all is text message and call because that's all you want it to do. And you might have another device that, you know, keeps track of all your, I mean. But I don't know if they even make any phones like that anymore. I mean, and some of the older ones, and some of the older yeah. ones they don't support anymore because all the carriers have shut off their, what, 2, 2G, 3G yep. network. So everything's 4G and 5G so now. Everything is data. You're right. Yeah, everything so. is data. So I don't even know that you can you can even get something like that. Or if you do, it'll even work. Yep. I mean, we do actually see people who desire really, really old technology yeah. just retro. because it's, yeah. it's, and they might use it for certain purposes as well because they're, the older the technology gets, actually kind of in a way, the more 
secure it gets, there's no hackers out there who are going to be trying to figure out how to hack a DOS 2 computer or a Windows 98 computer because they are just so far away from it. If somebody takes the time to figure out how to make that communicate and talk to the rest of the internet and get on the internet and they're able to figure out how to make sure they're secure, there's going to be no hackers out there who are willing to spend their time trying to figure out how to exploit sure. one computer out of the sea of billions. So they're going to they're going to focus most of their Efforts on new stuff, yeah. newer technology. The most common stuff that there is. Right, yeah. absolutely. And they're going to find that. We, we've seen this over and over again, the, the back doors. And like you constantly say, it's D-games. a game of cat, cat and mouse, yeah. you know. What what back door can I find? Where is it going to lead me? Or yep. is it going to get into that fish tank? Or yeah. who knows? What, I what love it that be? story, man. <laughs> and there, it's, uh, I guarantee since this emergency update came out and there's the new iOS update, I think it's 16.2. I don't I don't remember exactly what it yeah, is, I think so, but uh, I guarantee you there are two people who woke up, made a cup of coffee, and were like, okay, cool, there's a new iOS update. Let's try to break it. Yeah. We have both a good actor and we have both a bad actor. We have people who want to spend their days taking this update, actually extracting it, actually unzipping it, going through what the actual real data is, how it is, what what they changed from the last major update. So, you know, we found this vulnerability. If you did it this certain way, they fixed that. But when you fixed it, if, if it's like a game of Tetris where you move one block from the bottom to the top and things kind of adjust a little bit, does that create another security vulnerability right. somewhere? So, I mean, and, and we've seen that. I mean, we've seen that over and over again. Or even the kid who was, I think, was at Xbox a yep. few years mm-hmm. back who somehow discovered if you leave the camera on, you can connect and yep. see the other person and, and you get into. You get paid if you actually find a way to exploit this sort of stuff. So we found the people who had the iPhone where they just push random buttons and right. were able to access so and so. And then, yeah, the Xbox One. Most of the time, if you report this and you bring it to their attention and they're able to recreate it and reproduce it and they find out it's a serious security vulnerability, you can get paid thousands of dollars for each individual instance of finding some kind of security vulnerability because the bad actors could potentially make millions with these security vulnerabilities. Because they're going to try to steal your data or they get bits and pieces of your data and then they can go Google it the, what they don't have and come up with the, even just, the missing pieces. Yeah, even just selling this idea on like the dark web, if you know, if there's like, a, I'm not trying to say like a terrorist organization, but if there's actual people who want to cause real legit harm oh, besides yeah. just steal money, how much would they pay to be able to break in the back door of, you know, whatever Windows based OS that say the Pentagon uses or something like that? So, oh, yeah. I mean, they are constantly looking for these point case loopholes where I point out something like one of the iOS updates adds widgets to the front of it and that's just another way to get into your areas of the phone. Right, absolutely. And if they get into one part of the phone, then they find a way, a little tunnel they way. They try anyways. Yeah. yeah. They, they might find a little tunnel way to get to the rest of the phone. That, that is the name of the game. So usually when they, <laughs> they put these widgets out there, they've had people who have, you know, uh, tried to break through these. They have usually not been, or well, they, if they put it out as an actual feature that you and I can use, not as like a developer tool, uh, developer testing feature, um, 
they've already oh yeah gone through it pretty thoroughly and tried to make sure that there's no actual D days or loopholes, uh, zero days or loopholes. Yeah, zero days. Wow. Yep. <laughs> just again, just amazing. And what the window, even that the. I've got to thinking about the Windows 10, the printer one. Yep. We had not not long ago yep. where they found a loophole through the printer software or the yep. printer uh, add and remove, and they were able to access your computer that way. Yep. So if people connect to your router, they find out all of the devices that are connected to your router. They can test the security on all of them, make sure that they are all up to date. That's why it is very important if you have a router at home. Open it up, change the username and password. Oh, yeah. Almost every router comes with the uh, standard, standard, you know, admin, admin, or there's an actual list on the internet you right. can find of the default uh, username and password for every single device. Right. And that's in case I, as a consumer, if I just get a Comcast router and I want access to it, they don't, they don't have to tell me what the username and password is because it is the automatic default. Right. So I do have to go in and change that so somebody else can't do that for me. Well, how... Do they get a hold oh, of wow, you? Oh, wow, we're done. <laughs> That's yeah, okay. yeah. We're, we're quick. Uh, yeah, you can find us online, blhcomputers.com. You can find us on our Twitter page as well. We are at 1832 Stevens and Drive. We're there till 5 p.m. today. And thank you so much for printing this out for <laughs> me. <laughs> 426 South Main in Jacksonville awesome. are open until 5 as well. And our Taylorville location is closed for the day. So thank you very much, man. Oh, Have oh, a great week. Yeah, see you next week. Bye.